So this week we are again continuing the sermon series that we started two weeks before on praise and worship know the truth. Praise and worship know the truth. The first week, uh, we just let's do a quick recap of what we did in the first week and the second week. First week, we had a quick overview on the importance of praise and worship. How important it is to praise God and why praising God is so important in our lives. And we talked about a couple of differences between praise and worship. Then we went ahead and we said, what is praise and how can we, how do we praise God? We went to the Hebrew roots to find out what exactly, you know, worship and what exactly praise mean. So then we found out how do we praise God? How do we worship God? And you know, we talked about a couple of things about worship on the first day. We found out there is an equivalent term for worship in the Hebrew root. Do you remember that? There is an equivalent Hebrew root term for uh, worship. Shaha. Shaha is the Hebrew term for worship. So that tells us that we need to depress ourselves. We need to fall prostrate and on the floor as we worship God in homage or in respect or in royalty to God. That's how we worship. We humble us when we worship God. And then also we talked about an equivalent Greek term for worship. What is that if you remember? Proskuneo. So proskuneo simply means, you know, means to kiss like a dog licking the hands of his masters, his master. And you know, it is like bending down and crouching. And you know, literally it means, you know, falling and bowing before God as we worship our living God. Amen. And we mentioned, made a mention that, you know, uh, uh, we said that, you know, some of the world religion today, they worship God in this fashion. They show total respect and, you know, humility and humbleness before God as they come in surrender, as they worship God. And when you go back to the Hebrew roots, that's what it means. And God still expects us to come in total surrender and subjection to the living God as we worship God. And while passing, we also said that worship is about making oneself low, humbling oneself. Can you read that with me? Worship is about making oneself low, humbling oneself before another. But praise is about giving glory or lifting the object of praise here. He is our God. We are lifting him. We are praising him. And last week, we tried to understand praise from the Hebrew roots. We discussed the first five Hebrew words, equivalent words of praise, among the ten different Hebrew words that really refer what praise is. So there are five different words that we talked about. So can we just quickly revise those words? In you know, number one, we talked about a Hebrew root saying that halal. That means celebrating the victory of the Lord. So when we praise God, we are celebrating what God has done in our lives. Then we talked about yada. Yada means extending our hands in praise and in total surrender. Barak. Barak means kneeling down and spreading our hands to bless the Lord. You know, different, uh, different you know, uh, expressions of praise. We talked about zamar. That simply means you know, touching the string of an instrument, playing an instrument as we praise God. 
Torah. Torah means extending our hands in thanksgiving. If you remember, we talked about at the end of the day, end of the service last, last, last Sunday, we said thanking God for those things which are not even existing. Thanking God for those things which are yet to come in our lives, yet to happen in our lives. And God is expecting us to give thanks for him. That's what Torah means. And today we are going to uncover the last five words. How many of us are happy this morning? How many of us are eager to listen to me this morning? And I don't want to preach a crowd who is not willing to listen to me. Amen? Are you okay? Right? So I just want somebody who is willing to listen, willing to grasp. You know, uh, you know some of you came to me. Not that I'm saying that you need to come to me after service and after the sermon and say that, Pastor, your sermon was good. I know it is good. Right? So, <laughs> so um, you know, some of you came and said, especially, you know, Debbie came and told, I, I think I need to do something about it. And I asked her, what, what is that you want to do? If God willing, you know, next year, I want to praise God. I want to praise God, you know, through dance. We are not going to talk about that this morning. I want to dance for God. You know, what an honor it is to dance for God. And I want to do flag dance. Why are we rushing at the end of the year, you know, to practice for flag dancing? Because we want to put a performance. No, that's not the objective. Let that not be the objective. Why don't we just start doing it right from the beginning of the year? So I'm just going to work towards this. Let's pray for Debbie. Amen. So it's important to praise God. You know, we are made for that. We are made to praise God. We are made to worship God. You know, every time when we come into the presence of God, you know, we are awestruck by knowing who he is and who our God is. And this morning we are here to the, for the third sermon in this series, Praise and Worship, Know the Truth, Praise. How can we praise God and what does really praise means? So we are going to quickly go through this remaining five words, the Hebrew roots of praise. Number six, shawak. Can you say that? Shawak. That simply means to shout loudly or to command or to express your confidence in Lord's ability, in God's ability. So shawak means in the, you know, the, the Hebrew lexicon, Strong's H7623, 7623, that defines what this word is. So this is an equivalent Hebrew word to our English word praise. So here is the expression. The expression is to shout to God with a joyful praise. You know, when we come into the presence of God, God wants us to forget everything. Forget all our problems. Forget all our troubles. And when we come into the presence of God, God wants us to come with our hands spread out and, you know, shouting praise to God, giving glory to God. You know, that is the expectation of God in our lives. We come together in the presence of God and we come and shout and give glory to God. So that is a Hebrew term that simply means that is the heart of God. That is the expectation of God. Shavak occurs 11 times in 11 scriptures in the Hebrew concordance of the King James Version. We are going to go through a couple of verses here. Psalm 145 verse 4, if you can read that with me. Psalm 145 verse 4 says, One generation shall shavak your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Let one generation praise you for your mighty acts. Mighty deeds. You know, you remember a man of God. 
he eventually turned to be a man of God, I guess, in the book of Daniel. And his name is Nebuchadnezzar. How many of you know him? Remember him? Studying, studied about him, yeah? So Nebuchadnezzar, who was struck down to the ground by God because of his pride. Because of his pride. And because of his pride, Nebuchadnezzar was struck down to the ground. And for seven years, seven long years, he was made to eat grass like an oxen. Can you imagine? A man who was in fact a king, he was brought down to the earth in such a fashion that he was made, eat, made to eat grass for seven long years. Until he knew that the Most High rules the kingdom of men. And he, God, wanted him to know that he gives the kingdom of men to whomever he chooses. You know, God is a God who is totally against pride. Now, there are many areas in our life, pride just comes like that. Now, when we talk to some people, when we talk to them, you need to just spend two minutes with them. You'll come to know the amount of pride that is hidden in their lives. And God is against pride. God is against pride. You know, sometimes we are so prideful because of our spiritual ability, because of our eloquence, because of you know, what we can do by our strength, because of our wealth, because of our education, because of our social status. You know, there are many reasons we are so prideful at times. And this morning, you know, as we learn about praise, God also wants us to know He is a God who is totally against pride. And you know, what extent He brings one down? He brings somebody down to the ground and He will make them to eat grass. We need to be careful. We need to be careful. And now when God restored him after seven years, Nebuchadnezzar, he shouted the words of Shavak. He shouted the words of praise. We are, going to, we are reading that in Daniel chapter 4, verse 37. Can you read that with me now? I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise Shavak and exalt and honor the king of kings, king of heaven, all of whose works are true. He realized, and his ways, justice. And those who walk in pride, he's able to put down. It took seven years for God to work in our lives, in, in his life. It takes many years for God to work in our lives until our pride comes down totally. Until our pride comes down. Until we surrender everything to God. Until we start giving glory to God for everything. It's not just saying it is the attitude of our heart. You remember, always praise and worship that go, they go with an expression and they also go with an attitude of our heart. Listen to me. And God wants us to humble us inside of us in our attitude so that God can glorify, get glorified in our lives. Let's read a couple of more scriptures where this particular Hebrew term comes in Psalm 47 verse 1. Oh, clap your hands. Can you read that with me? All you people and shout to God with the voice of trumpet. Isaiah chapter 12 verse 6 says, cry out and shout, O inhabitants of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. You know, these are the you know, scriptures, couple of scriptures where this particular verse this particular word is referred, it was used for praise. Let's move further. The seventh word that represents 
praise is Tehillah. Can you say that with me? Tehillah. Strong's Concordance, H8416, that talks about Tehillah. Tehillah means to sing praise to God or singing in the spirit or even singing scriptures. You know, sometimes people come in the presence of God and they would not have practiced the song the way we practice it, you know, to perform in our Christmas even. They would not have practiced it. But it is just an outburst. You know, they just start singing in spirit. Have you come across such people? No? Yes? They come in the presence of God and they just start. You know, you know our church really, you know, not, not, not this particular church. You know, all the other churches, they have put down people saying that you just don't open your mouth. You just always listen. Always listen. You know, there is a freedom in spirit when we worship God. That God is enabling us to praise him in different ways. So one of the ways that we are talking about this morning is Tehillah. That simply means we burst out in praise and unrehearsed, unplanned praise to the Lord. Amen? You know, God wants us to praise him in many different ways. It's so encouraging, so interesting to know, you know, these are the many different ways that God wants us to praise him. It can also include, you know, adding words to the existing song. Or even, you know, it is even singing in the Holy Spirit, singing praises to God. So it is a spontaneous singing that breaks forth from somebody while everybody is worshipping and praising God. Someone starts singing the Lord. Amen. Do we long for that experience? Do we like that, you know, the way we want to praise God? Do you expect the way we need to praise God as it is written in the, some of the Hebrew roots? Tehillah has 57 times in 57 verses in the Hebrew concordance of KJV. Now the expression is, as you see, to break forth in spontaneous singing. Amen? So there are 300, over three, more than 300 Bible mandates to sing praises to God. God wants us to sing. You know, sometimes when we stand here and sing, you see the lyrics in the screen, and, you know, but God wants you to sing too. You know, you may not be able to sing in the same scale. You may not be able to sing in the same rhythm, same beat that's going on. I mean, that's why you are here. You are there, right? It doesn't really matter. All that God wants to hear is your voice. And your voice is the sweet aroma for God. It doesn't matter even if it is out of rhythm. We always tell that sing in that pitch, same pitch. You know, sing in that beat. Right? It is important with those who lead from here. Otherwise, it's going to be a mess. But God wants you to sing. Even if you don't know the tune, even if you do not know the song, just start singing. Are you with me? Listening? Just start singing. God loves God loves that spontaneous singing. Psalm 22 verse 3 says, Psalm 22 verse 3, can you read that with me? But you are, out loud, can you read that with me out loud? But you are holy, enthroned in the Tehillah of Israel. That's what God says. Tehillah also means singing scriptures to instruct and to encourage others. The person who is standing next to you, you know, in the, in the time of praise and worship, he needs an encouragement. And you outburst, outburst with a song, with, with, with a singing. And that can be heard by somebody who is standing next to you. It can be a great encouragement. That's what Tehillah I means. Psalm 33 verse 1, can you read that with me? Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. One more scripture, Exodus 15, 12, 2. The Lord is my strength and my song. Go ahead. And? 
He's my God and I will tehillah him. I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. Amen. This morning God wants us to worship him. The way God expects. The way God is pleased in our worship. Number eight. Let's quickly move further. Number eight says taka. Can you say that with me? Taka is strong, Strong's uh, reference. H eighty-six twenty-eight is the Strong's lexicon's reference. It means it is an expression of joy, expression of victory, or appreciation by clapping our hands. Amen? When we clap our hands, you know, as we worship the Lord, how do we clap? Can we give a clap to God? Everyone? Yes? Yes, that's how we clap God. Now when we clap and when we give praises to God, we are doing chaka. We are doing chaka for the Lord. We are giving praise to our God. Chaka comes around 69 times in the 62 verses in the Hebrew concordance of King James Version. So the expression as it goes is clapping and praising God during a public worship session. Why do we clap God? Why do we praise God? Or why do we clap our hands? We clap our hands to give praise to God. But let's quickly go to the scripture reference and we talk a little bit about it. Psalm 47 verse 1 says, Oh, clap your hands. Can you read that? Oh, children of Israel, clap your hands. All you peoples, shout to God with the voice of triumph. You know, God wants us to clap our hands. That's the reason I believe God has given hands to us to clap and to praise God. You know, have you ever observed young children, young babies, the time when they were born, when they are born, and if you keep observing them, they are still in the cradle, right? So still they are trying to do a couple of things. One thing they try to do is they just start clapping at times, if you notice very carefully. It's part of their instinct. It's part of us, built in within us, to clap, but you know, but we don't use it. God wants us to use it for His glory. So, Taka indicates energy and enthusiasm. And here in this scripture, especially, all the nations are commanded to clap their hands because He's God over the nation. How many of us believe that He's a God over Canada? Amen. He's a God over every nation that we see on the face of this earth. And God wants us to clap our hands and praise Him because He's a victorious God. You know, sometimes very formalistic religion, they seek to discourage this kind of worship. As I said, although God has built this instinct inside of us, sometimes the religion doesn't allow. And what a shame it is. What a shame it is. There is an urge within our hearts to praise by clapping our hands and giving glory. And God wants us to go for it. Whenever you know there is a time that God enables us to praise him by clapping hands, you know God wants us to grow for it. Clapping our hands is, to the Lord is totally biblical. It's totally biblical. You know, sometimes we clap our hands in to honor, you know, we think that they, we clap our hands to honor somebody who is leading or somebody preaching the word. You know, have you come across people clapping their hands even though it is an encouragement it can also be dangerous. It all depends how the preacher takes it. Are you with me? 
It all depends how the preacher takes it. You know, while he's preaching, you know, people really get excited. You know, I'm okay with that. We are, we are good in that. And people clap their hands and give glory to God. It is good. There is a little bit of encouragement for the preacher when you clap your hands. And you know, as he preaches, that's good. But then how he takes it, there is a danger. None of the praise is going to go for the preacher or those who are leading. Because God is so jealous and he says, I will not give my glory to man. He is our God. There is nothing wrong in clapping and nothing wrong in you know, acknowledging that. But it is a mind issue. It's a heart issue. It's an attitude issue. And we are not against for it. When we don't know his attitude. With what attitude he receives that praise. We don't know. So we don't have any way. We, can, we, cannot, we cannot compare our results. We cannot, we cannot come to any understanding or any judgment on that part. But what is important is giving praise to God. And those who are giving praise, they are giving praise to God. Maybe for this man of God who is able to encourage them in the word of God. So what is important is our expression as well as our attitude is very important as we praise God. All the glory belongs to God alone. Do you know that the nature is made to praise God? It's an amazing scripture that we read in Isaiah chapter 55 verse 12. Isaiah 55 verse 12 says, can you read that with me? For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. Who is going to sing? Mountains and hills. You know, Jesus said as he was entering into Jerusalem, he said, if you do not shout, who's going to shout? The stones will cry out. And here we see Isaiah saying that if you don't praise, the mountains and hills will break forth into praise and singing before you. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Can you imagine trees of the field? You know, they don't have any mind. They, don't, they can't even sense many other things that we are able to sense. But they are right there clapping their hands and praising God. And how much more God expects from you and me. You know, it is the heart of God. It is the expectation of God that we need to give praise. And we need to give praise through clapping our hands. That's what taka means. Let's move further. Kara. Can you say that with me? Number nine, Kara. David. It simply means dancing before the Lord. David danced before the Lord with his strength. He expressed joy and as he was celebrating the victory that God has brought in his life. The expression is to sing praises to God with a dance. You know, many times we think that only children can dance. You know, how many of us have that thought in our lives? You know, I speak to a couple of our people and they say that, my girl has grown up already. I don't think she can come for dancing. It's only for children, but that's a wrong idea, totally. That's not according to the scripture. Many times we think that adults cannot dance. You know, many times our problem is we associate, listen to me, women dancing to the secular film industry. That's where we fail. At least from the, from the region where we are coming from and you are coming from, we think about our nation, our film industry is full of dance, right? Most of us, maybe. And we associate the dance with the film industry. Think about the way the devil is working. What is initially made for God, what brings honor to God, what gives glory to God, the devil is robbed and he is using it for his benefit. You know, we need to be aware of this. 
We need to be aware of this and start giving praise to God in the right way that God expects. Kara, kara simply means dancing before the Lord. It is totally biblical. It is totally appropriate for men and women to dance in the presence of God as we see the expression there. When the Ark of the Covenant, listen to me now carefully. When the Ark of the Covenant, it stayed for a couple of months, I guess three months in the house of Obed-Edom. And David brought the Ark of the Covenant from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David. And Bible says, David danced before the Ark of the Covenant. Let's read 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 14. 2 Samuel, can you read that with me? Then David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. And we know that in Exodus chapter 15, who danced before the Lord? Exodus chapter 15. Come on. Israelites, who's that? Miriam. Miriam danced before the Lord. Just don't look at me like this. I'm talking Bible, right? Exodus chapter 15. Who danced? Miriam danced before the Lord. Kara occurs 37 times in 32 verses of the King James concordance. Hebrew concordance. Psalm 149. Let's read the scripture together. Psalm 149 verse 3. Let them Kara. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and hop. Along with the music instruments, along with songs comes what? Dance. Can you all say dance? Praise dance is a common, it's common in many countries in fact. You know, many churches they do dancing and we do some extent. There are a couple of different types of dances. Just I know listed down so I'm not going to go any deep into it. Liturgical dance. Can you say that with me? Read that with me. Liturgical dance and worship dance, sacred dance, praise dance and gospel dance. What is liturgical dance? That simply means, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a lyrical dance. It's a kind of lyrical dance. It's, it, it is made of, it is composed of ballet and jazz. And some of the modern dancing elements like uh, you know, uh, choreography and all those other things. And I don't know many of this, but you, you may be knowing some of you. It's all built in liturgical dance. So send your children to? To? Bed. <laughs> ballet dance, okay. <laughs> send your children to? Dance classes, are you with me? Pastor, how can you preach this sermon on the Pentecostal church saying that asking your congregation to send your children to dance class? It's biblical. Amen? Are you okay? Okay, don't leave the church tomorrow. (laughs) We are talking about something that is in the word of God. God wants us to praise him. Worship dance. Worship dance is also a kind of lyrical dance. Worship, you know, while worshiping God, while praising God, we want to give adoration to God. We want to honor God. This style is kind of, you know, introspective, or I would say it's a very thoughtful, very reflective way of praising and worshiping God. There is another dance called sacred dance. The sacred dance is followed or practiced by many religions on the face of this earth, whereas Liturgical and worship and praises and gospel dance are the dances that we use to glorify God. Praise dance. 
Praise Dance actually really grew out of the African American church, if you know. You know, some of you would have worshipped in those churches, you know, you know, you know how vibrant the way they worship God. You know, God has blessed us with uh, you know, one year of uh, worshipping with uh, T.D. Jakes in Potter's house in Dallas, Texas. So what an amazing experience it is. The way they worship God. So praise dance is part of them and the tempo of praise dance is always a beat. And it is faster than the other type of dances. Clapping and rocking the body and waving their hands and praising God. Amen? Now there are different ways of praising God. We have been thinking that the way we praise God is the only way, but that's not true. There are many different ways we can praise God. And I believe, you know, the reason why God brought this church as a multicultural church, bringing all of you from different nations, is basically we all together need to praise God. We don't want to lose that flavor, you know, with which we are born. We don't want to lose that. We want to bring everything to the table as we give praises to God, as we give glory to God. Gospel dance. Gospel dance as a praise dance that, is also, that also grew out of African-American churches. The gospel dance is very, you know, it's a kind of dramatical or theatrical dance. It includes the elements of theater like mime. You know what is mime, right? You know, acting without speaking. There is a song going on and you act out that song. By doing that, we bring glory to God. Amen. Flags and banners, we do flag dance. Flags and banners and standards and, you know, signs are used in such praise ministry. To bring glory to God. The ministry of the banner bearer, if you remember in the Old Testament, the ministry of the banner you know, they had a job of carrying the banner. They had the job of carrying the sign to honor God. We read that throughout the Bible. So it's an important ministry. Amen. I pray that God may open our eyes. God may open our eyes so that, you know, we may not confine our thinking. We may not just think this is the only way to praise God. There are many other ways we can give glory to God. Finally. The final Hebrew term that, that represents praise is tefillah. Can you read that with me? Tefillah. Tefillah is an expression of prayer. Singing in prayer and intercession. Bringing our petitions to the feet of God. You know, traditionally, Jewish men, you know, they had three prayers going on. They're obligated to conduct tefillah in their family, in their prayer time. They had prayer in the morning, they had prayer in the afternoon, and they had prayer in the evening. So Tehillah prayer, it's a time that we come into the presence of God, singing our petitions to God. Singing our petitions to God. You know, many times when our children come, when our children are so disappointed, you know, somebody, you know, so he was beaten up with somebody, by somebody, or something so discouraging happened, or you had a fall. When they come to you, they make a petition, but they don't have strength to speak the word. Their petition comes as a cry. Amen. Their petition comes as a cry from their hearts. From their hearts. And that is what is Tefillah. Psalm 39 verse 12. If you can read that with me. Debbie, can you take care of Orina, please? Uh, Psalm 39 12. Bible says, can you read that with me? Look at me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Psalm 39 verse 12 says, hear my prayer. Can you read that with me? Hear my prayer. Tefillah, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Do not be silent at my tears, for I am a stranger with you, a sojourner, as all my fathers were. Here God says, children of God, we need to pray. 
We need to tefillah. We need to pray to God. Because we are living in the land where we are foreigners. We are sojourners. And God expects us. And God wants us to bring all our petitions. Bring all our tefillah into the presence of God. As we pray and submit all our requests. Now finally one thing before we close. You know many times when we come into the presence of God. When we request to God. There is a feeling that comes in our lives that we are inferior and somebody about superior. And that's true. We are human and we are his God. And we are throwing our petitions to him. We are asking God to accept, to acknowledge our prayer. But Tefillah says, it takes us to one more step, it says... It is a state of heart when you come together that you are enabled to commune with the divine. When you come in tefillah prayer, we are not coming to ask our petition to somebody who is way superior beyond or above us, but we are communion, coming in communion and union with somebody who is like our friend, who is with us, who is our companion. We come and pour our hearts to him. That is what is tefillah prayer. Tefillah comes in 77 times in 70 verses in the Hebrew concordance of KJV. Music and song they accompany along with the prayer. Along with the prayer that brings praise to God. The very first nationwide prayer work was conducted. That is known as song of the sea. And if you remember song of the sea, we read that in Exodus chapter 15. Sung by the children of Israel. In fact, we, I, I, don't think we, um, I think we should read that before we close. Can we all just stand for a moment? As we go through at least a couple of the scriptures there. You know, this is a tefillah. Sung by children of Israel. As they came out of the Red Sea. As they escaped the Pharaoh's hands. And they came into the other side of the land. And they started praising God. They started singing this. Giving this praise. Tefillah praise to the living God. Amen. Can you read the scriptures? Amazing scriptures. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song, sang Tefillah to the Lord and spoke saying, I will sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has drowned into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song and he has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him. My father's God, I will exalt him. Verse 3, the Lord is a man of war. Who is our God? He is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sang into the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. You know, it goes on and on. Tehillah prayer. Praise to the living God. You know, this morning as we close, we talked about a couple of Hebrew roots where God expects us to praise. Shavak, that simply means shouting loudly to express confidence in God's ability. Tehillah, Tehillah simply means singing in the spirit, even singing scriptures. 
takas that simply means expression of joy and victory that has taken place and we shout and by clapping and praising God kara that simply means an expression of joy celebrating the celebration happens through dance and tafila a song of prayer and intercession we talked about 10 different ways we praise God when we come together the expectation of God is on us to praise him with all of our expression with the right attitude shall we close our eyes this morning